We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The TV ads are already running and the rhetoric is flying in the race for Illinois governor. Of course, incumbent Democrat J.B. Pritzker is on the air. He's already put millions of his own money into his campaign. But this weekend, we're going to hear from one of the Republican hopefuls who are getting their message out too, Jesse Sullivan. Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. Venture capitalist Jesse Sullivan's campaign describes him as an anti-politician and job creator. He describes himself as a man of faith who also values hard work, family, and service. Now he's running for governor. Jesse Sullivan was born and raised in the central Illinois community of Petersburg, where his family now resides. He has a master's degree in global governance and diplomacy from Oxford University and an MBA from Stanford. He's the founder of the venture capital firm Alter Global, and he says jobs are the foundation for prosperity. Uh, we're conducting this interview via Zoom conferencing, and Jesse Sullivan, welcome. Yeah, Craig. Hey, thanks for having me. No, thanks for joining me. Um, well, let's talk about the, the field a bit first, because it already includes a current state senator, a former state senator another businessman and the mayor of Aurora, among several others, actually. Why even get into this race? Yeah, I love Illinois. I love our home. I'm a fifth generation Illinoisan, and it's a beautiful place to raise a family. But our politics are awful. They're terrible. We are the worst run state in the entire nation. And people are fleeing in droves to better run states. You know, 120,000 last year alone. And I just want to get us back on track. I love Illinois too much to leave my home and my family. Uh, and so I want to make this state better. And it's why I decided to step up and run for governor to try to fix that. You know, what do you believe gives you an advantage over other candidates uh, to be able to make a difference in this state? Yeah, I'm an outsider to politics, and I want to join together with fellow patriots around Illinois to, to save our home. And my background is uniquely suited to do that. If you look at the most important issues in Illinois facing us now, my background is uniquely situated me to help solve those problems. So crime and public safety right now, to me, that is the number one job of government. Make sure people are safe. And, you know, a thousand murders in Cook County alone last year, crime is going through the roof. And it's 
a lack of supporting our police and, and this fundamental core of my identity is protect and serve. I was able to go over to Afghanistan as a civilian intelligence analyst, helping set up local police forces over in Afghanistan. And I have this protect and serve at my core. When it comes to the financial side of the state, everyone's leaving because it's not a pro-business friendly environment. The taxes are through the roof. Well, creating the industries of the future and the jobs of the future, that's the work that I've been doing around the world. We were able to create help create jobs and grow businesses in places like Lagos, Nigeria. We can do the same on the south side of Chicago. We can do the same in downstate Illinois. And, you know, I'm a parent to young children. My wife and I have five young kids. Our education system is broken. Two thirds of our kids are not reaching grade level standard in math, science, English. At the same time, we have this indoctrination on the sex ed side and CRT. We need to get back to excellence in our education. And, you know, being a father to these young kids, I, I feel this government overreach into our schools and lack of performance is something that has to be solved. So, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like my unique skill set and background prepares me to lead the state of Illinois. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about and we will talk about some of those individual issues uh, in this program. But first, you are an outsider, as you say, and you, you take pride in that. Bruce Rauner was an outsider when he became governor, a businessman who wanted to shake up a corrupt system, he said. But sometimes it seemed he didn't entirely um, get how government works sometimes. And we had a budget impasse that hurt the state. How do you avoid getting into uh, a situation where not knowing exactly which levers to pull uh, could be a problem? Yeah, I'm very different from uh, former Governor Bruce Rohner. I'm one of eight kids, grew up in central Illinois, you know, uh, working on a farm. I, I know growing up, my wife, you know, like I'm as a kid, one of eight kids, we had to split a piece of gum growing up. And I know what it means in my DNA of what it takes to be able to work uh, together and with the other side to get solutions and outcomes. And you look at the other side now in the state of Illinois, it's a different situation. Mike Madigan is gone, you know, indicted. Finally, amen, hallelujah. We know this culture of corruption still exists and it needs to be rooted out. Um, but I, I look at J.B. Pritzker, who people also frame as an outsider, you know, but he's not. He's the consummate insider. He was on the phone call with Rod Blagojevich when the Senate seat was being sold. He has contributed 10 million to Mike Madigan and, and his operation. You know, his we had to FOIA request his um, emails between his top administration and McLean Madigan's guy. And there's just patronage that goes on in the state of Illinois. People in Illinois do not want another professional politician to save the state of Illinois. It's a culture of corruption. It's pay to play on both sides of the aisle. People are looking for an outsider who actually has the skill set to come in and clean up uh, our government. And that's what I have. If there is corruption on both sides of the aisle and, 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 and an inertia on both sides of the aisle to keep doing things the way they do, how do you get enough votes to change things? Yep. So I view legislation as one bucket, but there are other buckets. One is the executive orders at the beginning. When I'm governor, no mask mandates, no vaccine mandates in those on day one. And you look at other things you can do as governor on day one. 
We have an Illinois State Board of Education, a prisoner review board, just totally broken right now. We need to clean house uh, on those uh, placements, on those boards, and then running agencies well. It is almost criminal how poorly our agencies are run. You look at, let's just take DCFS. I'm a foster parent, my wife and I, we have two teenage foster daughters. We've seen up close and personal that system. It is failing our 20,000 of our most vulnerable kids around this state. And it's not a lack of resources. It is actually just poorly managed agencies. And that's where, you know, my skill set as an entrepreneur and an innovator and someone who actually manages to accountability and results, we need to get that back in our government again. And lastly is legislation. And that means you've got to narrow down your focus. You can't be trying to have a 44 point agenda. You need to focus on the few key things that matter most in this state. Use all of your political will and capital to take on those few key issues. And that's that's how I'd approach it. Uh, you actually recently uh, released a clean up Illinois agenda, which does have several points, uh, but, uh, but and some of them are standard reform measures that have been in the Republican Party uh, arsenal for, for some time now, term limits, uh, independent fair district boundary maps. Um, what are the, the new things that you want to see brought in to change the course of government? Yeah, well, it's funny. I want to propose the strongest ethics reform in the history of the state of Illinois. And yes, these things have been on the table for a while. We have a group of legislators that fail to pass them. One major one is Governor J.B. Pritzker. He, he has done nothing to actually create new ethics reform. I mean, it's a joke what they, what they tried to pass through. And the legislative inspector general, the previous one, Carol Pope, she said, this job's a paper tiger. I'm not actually empowered to do anything to clean up corruption here. And so she quit. She doesn't endorse candidates, but she endorsed me and backed me in this race. And and, uh, and so we've got incorporated all of what she thinks needs to take place uh, in the legislature to clean up corruption. And one of those is this revolving door between legislator and lobbyist. And right now, you know, through this ethics, so-called ethics reform, you could retire or the General Assembly could uh, convene. The very next day, you could begin as a lobbyist, lobbying your friends after you're a legislator. That is wrong. I believe that politics should be not a career. That's the problem we're in in Illinois. It, politics should be short-term, temporary public service. And in order to do that, we do need term limits. We need them at every level. It should not be a pathway to a lucrative lobbying career. And so we want to put some of the most stringent you know, ethics reform laws in place in the history of the state of Illinois. Do I believe the fox guarding the hen house is going to pass those? No, I actually don't. But what we're going to do is point out a legislator who will not pass this ethics reform and say, why? Why in the world would you not want to clean up corruption? We're going to go shine a spotlight back in their district and say, hey, look who's not willing to pass ethics reform, this person. And we're going to run a next generation leader and candidate against them. And we're going to fund them. And we're going to replace out a legislature who's unwilling to, to make some of these basic common sense moves we should. And you talked about fair maps, J.B. Pritzker. Talk about a political move there. He campaigned on running fair maps. And now for the next decade, we've designed once again this gerrymandered map that's going to disenfranchise the voters of Illinois for a decade. And it's because J.B. Pritzker lied. He said one thing, but then he did what's politically convenient. And he needs to be called to account for that lie. I want to uh, 
broaden this to the general state of the state, because uh, right now the state of Illinois is mounting a million dollar campaign to attract businesses here. Uh, it's, uh, I'm sure you've heard of it, Intersect Illinois, which has been, had a low profile in, fairly, in recent years, but it's now running online ads to attract businesses in several areas. You suggested and said that the state's not a great place to do business. Who's right here? Are, are businesses going to come? And, and aren't they coming to some degree? Rivian, an example. Yeah, I, I get rid of the gimmicks. It's time for J.B. Pritzker to get rid of the gimmicks. Doing a campaign ad is not the problem. It's not that people don't know Illinois. The problem is that they do know Illinois, and they know it to be the highest tax burden state in the nation. And if you really want to attract in businesses, solve some of your underlying fiscal problems that you actually have in the state. I mean, J.B. Pritzker runs commercials. That's what he does in order to buy the election. He says, I fixed uh, the fiscal situation in the state of Illinois. No, he hasn't. He ran to the federal government during COVID with his hands out for this COVID money. And now he acts as if the underlying issues are solved. They are not. We uh, need to take head on this unfunded pension liability that's 27% of our budget and it's crowding out spending in every single other area. We have the second highest property taxes in the nation. We have the second highest gas taxes in the nation. We have you know, spending that's out of control. We, need to, we cannot tax our way out of this debt problem. That's the current governor's solution. He tried with this graduated income tax as his first move as governor and failed because the people of Illinois know these high taxes are not actually getting us anything. We don't have the best run government in the nation for our highest taxes in the nation uh, on our citizens. That's why everyone's leaving and fleeing the state. If we really want to be business friendly, we need a commitment to growth. We need to say we are going to lower our taxes. We are going to attract in the industries of the future. That's how you grow the economy, not running commercials. How do you address the pension liability, though? That is uh, something that even the legislature has made attempts, but because of the state law, because the Supreme Court has said you can't change the benefits for people who are already in the system. So what can you do? Right. So one, you actually take it on as an issue, which our current governor has been unwilling to do. So you name it as a problem. Don't kick the can down the road. And next up, I have a principal. My dad is a retired public school teacher. He said, if you cut my pensions, I'm not going to vote for you. So, uh, so no one should worry that their existing benefits that they earned, they deserve those benefits. But moving forward, we need to radically transform the system. That means anyone new moving into government service should be on a 401k style system. It's time that we transition. Private sector did it a long time ago. It's the right thing to do. For existing employees, yes, we're going to need a constitutional amendment for future benefits earned to make sure that we can actually change that. That takes real political work. It takes a, a real leader to get the job done with the legislature, but it's necessary. It's why businesses are not willing to locate here. It's why people are fleeing because we have such a high unfunded pension liability that we need to take head on. Um, and if spending is the problem or a problem, where do you reduce that? Yeah, so we have more units of government than, than any state in the nation also. And you know why? I've gotten to do this work around the world in these emerging tech cities. You know, I've been in Haiti and 
Nigeria, Afghanistan, at its base, democracy is a patronage network. It's basically people who get themselves in a position of power and then they dole out the benefits to their friends through government contracts, through jobs. That's what's happened in Illinois. We are a patronage network government and we've built out these units of government that are costing the taxpayers ridiculous amounts of money and, uh, and they're not actually getting the job done. We, we need a concerted effort to reduce the size of government, to streamline, to make things more efficient and reduce taxpayer costs. I mean, we can go through the budget and identify, you know, number one really is the unfunded pension liabilities we talked about. Fixing that can save a couple billion dollars a year. Next, you move to the next largest item is education. K through 12 education, we spend more on education than nearly nearly any other state. Yet what, what are the results? Two thirds of our kids are not reaching grade level standards in math, science, and English. Why is that? We need to move to, towards school choice. We need to move towards where parents can choose where to send their kids to school. I'm a, I'm a sports guy. I'm a, I'm a free market capitalist. When you don't have competition, you don't get good results. And right now we have a government education system that, with the teachers unions up here around Chicago that have essentially become a wing of the Democratic Party. And what they've done is they don't allow competition in the system. If you want really good outcomes and results for our students, then you actually need to bring in competition, allow parents to choose where they wanna send their kids to school. It's the right and moral thing to do. And that's what gets us good outcomes. You could actually reduce the amount we're spending on education and get much better outcomes for our children. And we could spend an hour talking about education alone, but uh, we are going to move on to another topic. You're listening to WBBM News Radio's At Issue. I'm Craig Delamore. My guest is Jesse Sullivan, a Republican candidate for Illinois governor. Let's talk about what you identified, and I think correctly, as uh, the number one issue, and that is public safety, crime. Uh, major concern across the state, not just in Chicago, what can state government do better than it's doing now? Yeah, J.B. Pritzker owns this anti-police bill that was passed through the legislature. And we, we have 40 out of 102 counties, the sheriffs have quit or are retiring early over this bill. You think you'd wanna step back as governor and reassess what you've done here. When 40 out of 102 counties that's happening, I've gone all around the state and talked with law enforcement, these sheriffs, and they've said, we have not had a seat at the table. We have not been listened to. We police have been devalued and demeaned in this state to where really all these it's def, it is defunding the police through these unfunded mandates. They talk about putting cameras on police, body cameras on police. We need body cameras on politicians behind closed doors, you know, with all this corruption and everything going on. But, you know, really with these, with police being supported, I mean, we came out with a plan and this plan, and we are the only campaign out there with a plan, but this was designed with law enforcement. And, and so they've weighed in and we have the strongest coalition of active sheriffs around the state of Illinois, almost 20 now that have backed and endorsed me and our campaign to try to get public safety back on track. Are, are you saying that you would be against body cameras on police? No, but these are unfunded mandates that they're requiring these small departments all around uh, to require to have this. And then they put a law around it that if you forget to turn on 
turn on your, your camera, like the negative impacts for a law enforcement officer. Here's, I can just share with you what I've heard from law enforcement officers around the state. They feel like they are going to be tried to made a political example of. They say, I'm going out and risking my life trying to protect and defend for very little money for the sacrifices that I'm making. And I am going to be tried by our political leaders or so-called political leaders to be made an example of. And, and during these split moment decisions that I have to make that are really tough. And what, what's it worth for me and my family? They said, if you take away qualified immunity, which they're trying to do now, and they tried to do before, but luckily that was pulled back, at least from this recent bill, then that you're going to see a mass exodus. But no one wants to be a police officer now. They're trying to recruit and retain people. There's, they used to have 500 people apply for a few positions. Now they're, they have a hard time getting people to show up. And, and I want to be the most pro-law enforcement state in the nation. I want to be someone who says, come to Illinois and, you, and be a police officer. And you are going to get our gratitude, not just through you know, our words, but through our actions, through our policies in the state of Illinois, that's what we need. I mean, just look at the numbers. Crime is so out of control right now and people want safety. What we have is a group of people from Kim Fox, you know, prosecutors to the mayor, to the governor. And what they've done is they've said, criminals are victims. And they've tried to say, oh, we need to bring social justice into this system by not holding people accountable for crimes. When you don't hold people accountable, things escalate. And these are real people's lives, not just numbers. And I've gotten to meet these families who have lost their young kids to this violence. Four-year-old little boy, MJ, shot in the head twice in his home. His mom cannot grieve until she gets justice for her son. She goes out and tries to get information. No one will talk. You know why? Because the whole system's broken. They can't trust that anyone's going to be locked away for even if they did share information. And so this whole system needs to be corrected. We need accountability in the system again. And we need, we need to defend our heroes in law enforcement and you know, like just get back to being safe again in the state of Illinois. That's when you can build an economy and raise a family once you've taken care of that problem. But let me ask the question, how do you maintain the balance so that people's rights who may or may not be guilty of something uh, aren't violated by aggressive policing. Yeah, I just don't. Here's what the dividers among us, the dividers among us want to frame this as black lives versus blue lives. Somehow, if you are for law enforcement, you are somehow against minority communities. I feel like that is entirely misplaced and it's, a, and it's dangerous. We've seen the results of that type of thinking. 95% of the victims of violent crime in Illinois, our minorities, our black and brown brothers and sisters. If you care about those lives, you want to support law enforcement. You don't want to defund them. You want to defend them. You want to get more resources to make sure we get really good officers in those positions. And yes, proactive community policing. There is no one who is more against bad, a bad police officer than a good police officer, which is 99.9% of police officers. And so so I think we need to quit with this narrative that, you know, it's the police that are the problem. They are not the problem. But you would support more training for police uh, to, to, as you said, so that there is more community involvement and that they, there's more understanding between police and the communities they're protecting? 
Yeah, I think we need more police officers out in these communities forming relationships that can get to the bottom of these problems. And that, that's why this whole defund the police narrative is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's like having a bad teacher and saying defund education is like, no, who's that going to harm? It's going to harm all of our children. Get rid of that bad teacher, you know, remove them from the situation and get good teachers in the system. And you need more resources to make sure you're getting the best teachers possible. I want to turn to, uh, with the um, few minutes we have, to turn to uh, something that's pure politics uh, uh, and campaigning. Uh, some of your primary opponents, uh, like Gary Rabine, have uh, questioned how much money has been donated to your campaign uh, by people from outside of Illinois, specifically Silicon Valley. Um, we're talking $5 million from Chris Larson, the founder of Ripple, a million from Dorothy and Robert King, three quarter million from Assurian Vice Chair Gerald Risk. Isn't it, isn't it fair for people to ask what are those folks getting for their money? Yes, I think we need to look at people's resources and who's backing who. And, and I am so skeptical of our politicians and this whole pay to play network of politics and how it works right now. And so, yes, take a look at who's supporting me. And these are all relationships that I built because I went to Stanford Business School and I came back right after Stanford Business School to live in my hometown of Petersburg, Illinois, you know, six years ago. And I've been raising my family there because I wanted to raise my kids running around in the cornfields of central Illinois the way I was raised. And so, um, you know, but these relationships I formed with really good people, people who have built businesses and uh, really smart entrepreneurs. That's what I want to do in Illinois. I want to I want to create the jobs of the future, the industries of the future here in Illinois. Those individuals got to know me through my work investing in these companies and entrepreneurs around the world to create jobs. They saw me as a high character, like high competency individual. And when I said our politics are broken, I want to help fix it. They said, OK, we believe in you as an individual. But what, what we have in politics now is I would have a hard time, and I do as a citizen, to know who's who, what's going on here. There's so much misinformation and lies out there. I absolutely hate it. There's all this misinformation and lies out there about me, and I see it, and I say, I would not like that person if I read and took at face value what they're saying about me. But uh, it's really not fair to the voters, but that's the system we have now is this, these political operatives that thinks it's totally fine to make up misinformation and lies. I'm a person of faith. I wanna run my campaign in a way that says, hey, I'm gonna tell the truth always. And yes, I'm gonna hit J.B. Pritzker hard if he tells a lie about you know, supporting fair maps and then doesn't do it. But I'm not gonna make up false lies about people. And so the people who have backed me are very good people who saw me as a competent leader. And, and there are no strings attached in any way to any policies or anything. I'm a central Illinois guy. They knew my conservative values when they decided to back me. And I'm gonna, I owe nobody anything and I'm gonna change this of Illinois as a result. And now let, let's talk about the uh, Illinois Republican establishment uh, because uh, the, the GOP, the state party essentially and billionaire Ken Griffin are backing Aurora Mayor Richard Irvin. Uh, and uh, he is running as someone who is tough on crime and having moved his city forward. How much of a disadvantage does that put you at when you're literally campaigning against the, uh, the Republican establishment? 
Yeah, to me, it's an advantage. The people of Illinois see the results of our political insiders. If the choice is between right now, do you want a political insider or do you want a political outsider who's not a part of this system? I think for me as an Illinois citizen who's been so disenchanted with our politics, who's so skeptical of it, who's we've gotten the same results through this system and we are the worst run state in the nation. So I wear it as a badge of honor that the establishment would be behind somebody else because I'm going to come in and shake up that establishment. I am. I'm going to change it. And I'm so sick and tired of these individuals driving our state into the ground. And it's this same culture of pay to play politics, patronage. Let's just it's just the Republican Party has less power in the system right now than the Democratic Party. But man, I just want to change all of that stuff. And I really do think this, that the Illinois voter wants more than anything else, someone who's behind closed doors, who they can trust, who is not self-dealing, who's not going to be looking out for their own friends and their own self-interests and their own ego and all that. But I truly want to go to heaven more than I want to be governor. I want to be a good husband and father. I do this like I want my kids, I want to raise them here in Illinois and I want a good future for them everyone else's kids out there that I've gotten to meet along the way. That's why I'm doing this. And I think that's where people want just authenticity again of a true person than an Illinoisan who's just like, I want to see this change, not a professional politician who's backed by all the insiders. That is going to be the final word in this interview. Thank you very much. That is gubernatorial candidate Jesse Sullivan of downstate Petersburg. Thanks for spending the half hour with me. Uh, to our listeners, if you would like a copy of this program or to hear it again, please visit our website at WBBMnewsradio.com. There's a link on the home page. You can also find our podcasts on odyssey.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of At Issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 1059 WBBM. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 